That's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line 1524. So sit back, relax, and listen to part two of our afternoon spent with Mr. Stephen Fonte. It's all good. Mike, you got to quiet down a little bit. You're talking way yeah, too much. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to be taking Ruben's place. Come on. Wow. Oh, my yeah, God. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I have to be in the barrel. I don't like that idea. <laughs> so we're back here with Cross the Line 1524. We're here with Mr. Stephen Fonte, and it's a beautiful day. Oh, this is. If you'd have told awesome. me that we'd be sitting in twenty degree weather outside doing a podcast, I'd told you you're crazy. But man, yeah, got a yep. wood stove. We got heat behind you. Heat behind, behind here behind me. He snuggled up warm. We got yep. all kind of stuff that'll heat you up. Looking sitting right here, table. we got liquid right. heat. <laughs> we asked uh, Stephen to talk a little bit about the challenge coins. He is big on challenge coins. When he when you do a tasting with Stephen, he gives you a challenge coin. He receives a lot of challenge coins, so talk about those a little bit. Uh, challenge coins became important to me when my nephew was Army Ranger of the Year for 2020. And uh, it was explained to me a while earlier than that that, uh, well, the first one I really ever received was from the CSX Trade Master at Corbin, Kentucky, Fred Frankenberger. And Fred gave me this challenge coin, and I un- did not understand it whatsoever. And most general public do not understand the challenge coin. It's a United States military. They give it to a subordinate to say thank you. Thank you for doing something extraordinary in the field of expertise that you're in, above and beyond what we could have ever expected of you in the United States military. You're doing extraordinary things. We want to recognize you. And typically, the senior officer shakes that subordinate's hand, and in the hand is all the MOS of that senior officer on a coin, a coin that that officer purchased himself. So it's a personal gift from a senior officer to a subordinate. I don't know how big it gets, but that's pretty damn big to me when my boss comes up to me and says, hey, you're doing over and above anything we could have ever imagined, and here's my personal coin. And then you carry that coin, and if someone else that has a coin, there's a challenge involved. You get challenged, and you have to bring your coin out and present it. And if you present it, then that other person has to buy. And if that coin is not as high-ranking as the coin that the other person has, I understand it, that you have to buy. So in the military, it's a big deal. I talked to some special operations folks and they said, oh, challenge coins. You know, we always have to take care of those guys. When they come in, these senior <laughs> officers come in, and we got to put up all these other patrols. we got to work our butts off. And they hand us a, this coin. Well, we re-gift it. And I'm like, well, why would you re-gift it? Why wouldn't you keep that as something special? Because 
or gifting it to a subordinate that's doing extraordinary things and they're getting a higher ranking coin and they get a chance not to have to buy when they go to the <laughs> so, so it's a really it's the whole thing it's just really cool it's it just is. a way of it saying is. thank you in the united states military a Great. coin is a big deal to me and uh, i've received 27 coins the highest ranking coin that i received was president joe biden's coin and uh that's the highest ranking coin in the United States military. Sure. And uh, it, uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah. It is. Uh, I've got several from special ops people. I've got several from NSA. I've got some from the FBI. But you can't talk about any of them, though, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he can't, talk, that he can't talk about what he did to earn them. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly bourbon. <laughs> Man, through a man's They say it's a stomach. No, it's bourbon. It's <laughs> bourbon. Yeah. It's all good. So we're going to have Stephen do a tasting, as he did for us at Limestone Branch. I have a uh, a bottle of Yellowstone single barrel here. And uh, this particular bottle, uh, let's look at it and see what it's about. Well, tell us all about it. I don't know much. Let's look at it. <laughs> first, time Derek, ever, first time ever seeing a Yellowstone bottle, isn't it? Derek did it. <laughs> That's what it says on the label. Derek did it. Derek, Derek, did, Derek did, it. did it. Who the heck is Derek. I don't know. Tell us. Derek Mattingly, oh. our cocktail specialist. Derek Mattingly runs our bar. He is also the most recent Staven thief. Executive bourbon steward in residence, Derek Mattingly. Couldn't be prouder of him. He's uh, he's fantastic at making cocktails. He's also fantastic at picking barrels. This particular barrel was picked for his birthday. So he went in, and he sat down with me, and he tasted through 102, 109, 115. He tasted through all six barrels, and he picked this barrel at this proof as being the most extraordinary thing that he tasted through the entire pick. This particular barrel is proofed at 109 proof because that's where it showed best at. 102 might have been weak. 115 might have had a finish on it that wasn't as quite as good as the 109. So he chose this particular barrel at 109 proof. It's available in our gift shop right now until it's gone. I think a distillery should always have a single barrel opportunity for people to buy when they come to the Mecca of bourbon, Kentucky. Kentucky makes 95% of all the bourbon whiskey in the United States and across the world. And in doing so, when you come to the Mecca of Bourbon, you're looking for things that you can't buy in your own home state, and unicorns are it. That's right. That's right. So we try to keep a unicorn up on the shelf at all times. The employee gets the barrel. Once they've picked it, the barrel comes to them with a plaque on it. They get a bottle for the birthday of that particular barrel, and they get to buy six bottles at cost. That's cool. So that's an opportunity that to say thank you to our employees for all the hard work and dedication that they're doing to our distillery. And by gosh, Derek Mattingly has done a ton of it. Just about every employee that I walk across, I'd say every one of them, has added to this distillery in extraordinary ways. I could probably give you a story about every damn one of them. That's a craft distillery. That's how it works. Awesome. Yeah, so I will awesome, pour this awesome. for you. In these Glen Cairn glasses, a Glen Cairn glass typically throws all the ethanol up to the top shit. of it. Wait a minute, Jeff's slow over here. He it's had right. to finish his off first. We got more glasses. <laughs> no, we make him finish. And this 
you want to take and roll it around in the Glen Cairn glass. It's bubacious at the bottom so that you can roll it around. And then you're going to look at the legs form on it. The legs are the thickness of the viscosity on the glass itself. The viscosity that's on this glass is on your tongue. And if it's got thick legs, it's going to have a long linger. So sight, smell, and taste are all important in this process. Blow across the top of your Glen Cairn glass. Blow across it. And in doing so, you're going to blow the ethanol off of the top of it. It forces all the ethanol up to the top. Oh, you blow wow. the ethanol off the top, and your nose a much cleaner nose, and you'll get more of the true characteristics of this bourbon. God bless you, son. We need That's to make not it bad. Sweet. I can tell you right now, we can make a road trip down and get a bottle of this. <laughs> so we picked up wow. one of your picks when we were down last. When yeah. we did the barrel pick, we picked Fonte's choice. Yeah, we did. Yeah. This, I tasted through this, too. I just didn't pick it. <laughs> that was Derek's pick. This has got a nice nose. 109 proof is a sweet spot, I think. A lot of people buy it at 109. They come in, and they're bourbon aficionados, and they're bourbon groups, and they're thinking to themselves when they come to my porch, cast rank, cast rank. We got to have cast rank. All people won't like it. <laughs> and then they taste it to find out the cast rank comes off with a little bit of whatever the funk was that they didn't want to taste out of that barrel. But at 109 proof, it's it easy like Sunday morning. So then take us through your process of when you when we sat down with you and did the barrel pick of your process of doing a taste i did a crazy thing called rapid fire i've named it <laughs> nobody in the bourbon industry ever talk about well, rapid firing wait, anything before before you go on for our for our normal listeners you've heard the hillbilly uh, version of this from who's us, your billy the who's your billy version of this from us on the podcast explaining how to to do this properly but now we're coming to the master who taught us so I'm sure there's going to be stuff we missed that he's going to cover. So now back to you. Well, Steve. we are, he already did. Blowing, blowing yeah, that, across the top blowing of the, across the top. Karen. That was one, but we haven't talked. That so we, for, for those who haven't listened to us before, the Glencairn glass is a tulip-shaped glass. So the bottom's like a bowl, then it funnels up. So you can see the colors, and then it funnels up for the, your nosing. Beautiful. You can also lay it on its side and roll it around. Roll it around. The glass. As long as you don't have too much in it. you got to make sure you got the right amount. So you, you do something with nosings that nobody else had yes. done with us, and that was each nostril. Yeah, because both sides of your nose are connected to the right and left side of your brain. So when you're smelling off the right side, you're taking the left side of your brain. You're smelling off the left side, your right side of your brain. If you're left-handed, you're going to smell the scents on the diff opposite side of a right-handed person because that's the way you're wired. So this is taking it back to the wiring. You're going to taste sweet, you're going to nose sweet on one side of your nose, and you're going to nose spicy on the other side. And if you go straight in, you'll get a combined scent the way you normally smell. Three scents, one glass. And 109 proof, it's going to tickle your tonsils. So take an acclimation sip first. The first sip that you take of any whiskey should be negated. You're not going to even judge it by that sip because you're salivating and you're doing all sorts of craziness. It's just waking your palate up to the proof. The second sip that you take, it's amazing how much flavor characteristics you'll get. The vanillas, the caramels, all of the different things that you could come off of bourbon with will start popping. When you start tasting those flavor characteristics, there's only one way to taste more, and that's to swirl it around in your mouth to get it on more parts of your palate to taste even more nuances. They call that 
a Kentucky chew. After that, drink it however the hell you want it. Your whiskey. <laughs> One of our favorite sponsors here at Cross the Line 1524 is Batesville Liquor Co. and Tebby Liquor. I tell you what, you can't go wrong there. You buy a, a mix and match spirits there, a case. Guess what, Dwayne? What's that? Get 10% off. Holy cow. You know what, up? What's that? If you got a special spirit or wine or beer that you want, like our great listener, Carrie Taylor, you know what he did? What's that? He called him. Guess what we got here at the bar? Well, I seen that. We did a nice little taste testing here a couple weeks ago. That's right. Cleveland Underground had a special order. Bring them out to us. It was awesome. Do a lot of barrel picks. Unfortunately, over the holidays, the Remus, the new riff, and Maker's Mark Private Selection sold out. Yeah, you better hurry out there. If you're looking for something special or you're looking for one of the barrel picks, uh, there's some new releases that came out in December. You got the Yellowstone, the Ezra Brooks, the Off Hours, and the Knob Creek. I'm sure they're going to be right behind the other three that sold out. Yeah, you just can't beat it. It's great they do tastings there. You can taste all the barrel picks that they've done. Still available from barrel picks that they did earlier. Jefferson, the Maddie Gladden, William Dalton, Bullet. Old 55, Rossville Rye, and Pillar Rum. You know, Pillar Rum, that's from down in Key West. Down there where we we spent a week down there this year. Good stuff. Good stuff. And it's the last call for the Lee Sinclair. Yeah, that's great, Alan. Isn't that where we're going down to French Lick to uh, Alan Bishop to do a podcast here in a week or so? That's right. Alan Bishop down in French Lick, Indiana. Well, he's got two things going for him. He's got Alan and he's almost got Bischoff. He's almost got Bischoff. So, Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. Tebby Liquors right here in Brookville, Indiana. We mentioned Knob Creek as one of the new releases in December. Uh, that was actually selected by law enforcement folks there in Batesville, Indiana. A donation from every bottle goes to the Batesville Police Department. Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. And Tebby Liquor in Brookville, Indiana. Go check them out. Did you know that beef jerky is packed with protein and is considered a healthy snack? Check out Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky. 100% pure beef with no fillers or additive. MSG-free and most flavors are gluten-free. If you're eating jerky that has a reddish tint to it, give us a try and see what gourmet jerky tastes like. Our cuts of meat are from the brisket. Not ground up, not processed, pure 100% beef. Our flavors include maple pepper, our original lakeside brisket. We have ghost pepper flavor. We have blazing beef sriracha flavor. Gotta try our speakeasy bourbon, our campfire barbecue, and our totally teriyaki flavor. Our favorite though is our old-fashioned maple bacon jerky. That's right, we have maple bacon jerky. You can find all of our jerky at all the Gilman Home Center stores throughout Indiana and Ohio, at the Easy Stop Fuel Mart, State Route 46 in St. Leon, Indiana, and of course online at StangerSugarShack.com. Use discount code 1524 to receive a special 10% discount on any online order. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Jerky, what jerky should be. Looking for a Heisen side-by-side or ATV? How about a youth model Tau-Tau quad or dirt bike? Stop by Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com for the latest inventory. We are the Tri-State's largest Heisen and Tau-Tau sales and service center with a large selection in stock all the time. Don't shop the other guys who just want you to leave a deposit and maybe you'll get a side-by-side sometime this year. We've got plenty in stock all the time. 
Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com. So for our listeners, this is this is where we learned, and, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I've my uh, taste of whiskey has changed dramatically from the begin from the beginning of our podcast. Jeff and I were yeah, both absolutely. We ain't drinking no rye. We don't like rye. We don't want no rye. We've drank half a bottle of rye just it's just here. rye whiskey. <laughs> yeah, this is a hundred percent rye. Yeah, it's not a high rye bourbon. That's a rye yeah, this whiskey. is rye whiskey, and we sit here good. and we've gone through half a bottle. And so what we're sitting here drinking now is the Yellowstone bourbon. Yes. And uh, I'll tell you what, this, that's a that's a fine bottle of bourbon right there. That's a good pick. We need Derek to make, did a damn we good could job. Ro- circle down through limestone on the way home. Uh, <laughs> it's a long way around. It's a long, it's way, a long around. way home. Hey, I bet Google Maps will take us that way if we tell it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take you anywhere you want. <laughs> Honey, I don't May know. May not be the short way. This is the way it said is the best way home. <laughs> of course, if we get uh, Stephen to go with us, he, he could do, get there in his sleep. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> True story. I wouldn't go the way you go. So I, I saw you would actually, ride with me on that Taylorsville Road going down there, and we do the, about sixty-five miles an hour. Don't tell the state troopers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fifty-five zone. You pick up twenty minutes going Taylorsville. Dude. Twenty minutes of your life is saved. Forty minutes a day saved oh, absolutely. by running to Taylorsville. And there's up. nobody on the road. Right. Yeah. I don't right. have somebody right behind me being crazy. You go 65 down there to Claremont, and you got people that are nuts out on that road. Seven lanes, six lanes, whatever the hell it is. Way too many lanes. Way too many people. I don't like people that much. I go to Taylorsville. So is that where I saw a posting or semi-truck was? Second one this week. Yeah. One of them was plowed into a telephone post right there next to the cedar plant. Was and it wasn't snowing? Was there was snowing on it, that one. Was it snowing on that one? Yeah, he caught ice on that one, and he went off. This last one, I'd say it was a cell phone incident. A cell phone yeah. or fell asleep something, or something. Anything. Yeah. Well, you, they don't, yeah. and you just, well, you just don't have that much room on a right. tractor trailer. Right. And a Ford Focus, you right. don't have that much room. you got to pay attention to your driving. You're not on a phone. You're driving. Right. I don't answer any calls when I'm going back and forth to work. I don't answer any texts. I don't answer anybody. I am in my space, and Louis hanging out the window with his ears flopping. <laughs> when we get there, then we'll answer all that stuff. <laughs> good plan. Yeah. So this is an excellent pick. This is very this good. Is, good. This he is did very, very well. Yeah. So Stephen, you you grew up here in Louisville, um, and I I can say I haven't been to Louisville a lot. I've been through Louisville frequently, um, but not in Louisville a lot. And I can tell you. You know, our, our little trip out here to your place from downtown, and we came through what I would consider kind of a historic business district, and it was just phenomenal to see the different businesses along the way, the distilleries, the breweries that we uh, that we saw along the way. Whiskey Row. Yeah. Yeah, Whiskey really Row is. was what all of the big distilleries were, at the, and, and then you had rectifiers in between them that were buying juice from the different distilleries that were making their own stuff in their own bottles. That whole lot down on Main Street was Whiskey Row, and beautiful ironclad buildings. Some of the, the most ironclad buildings in the United States are right there in downtown Louisville. Saved, thank goodness, by our... Our folks here in Kentucky, understanding what we had down there. Yeah. Even uh, even the facades, some of them are just facades, but by gosh, they saved them. 
Yeah, but once they're gone, yeah, because once they're gone, they're gone. Gone yeah. forever. You can't repeat that. You no, can't, you cannot. You, I mean, it's, it's that's artisan craftsmanship, like my grandfather the, used the, to the, do right. the patina. decades ago. <laughs> you know, they talk about patina on cars and yes. everything else. That's a patina of a building. Yep. So you know, so for me, again, we, we're already talking about setting up our own. You know, longer weekend to come, just to come down to Louisville yeah. and see some things down here. I'm interested in the the Louisville Slugger Museum. Obviously, I mean, I, I'm a big baseball fan. That's that's my sport. You can't get and, a better and, place and then, to go to than the Louisville Slugger. So, so living down here, if you were going to tell somebody coming down from out of town things to see down here, you know, what are the what are the kind of things that you would have them focus on other than bourbon other than several bourbon. uh decades of board of directors of the kentucky restaurant association not only would i give you great places to visit i give you great great places to eat a lot of people do not realize the amount of independently owned restaurants in louisville kentucky matches the same amount of restaurants in chicago illinois per capita of citizens oh wow per capita of citizens we have as many privately held restaurants in Louisville, Kentucky, as they do in Chicago, by volume, right, which is extraordinary. And so, when people come to Louisville, a lot of times I get calls. Hey, I got a cuisine I want to go eat. Where should I go? And I'll give them three or four choices in that cuisine as to where they might want to visit. Um, in town, uh, hot brown. By gosh, go to the Brown Hotel where it was invented. You go down to the Brown and you have a hot Brown at the Brown Hotel, you're not going to have a better experience. Extraordinary. Then go over to the Speed Museum and see one of the world-class museums in the United States right there at University of Louisville's campus and visit the Speed Museum. Then go up the street to Churchill Downs and see one of the greatest horse races you've ever seen in your entire life and a video that's at the 5K max, whatever that means. The highest max they can max it out at around an entire room circular. You're going to see the veins in the horses as they're running. You're going to be right there on the track as they come across the line. And then take a backside tour and go over and visit uh, uh, Wagner's Pharmacy and have breakfast there in the morning. Go have breakfast at Wagner's Pharmacy and run into Nick Zito or Bob Baffert or anybody else in the horse business because everybody has breakfast at Wagner's. And if they need butte or if they need anything for the horses, it's there. It's a pharmacy and a breakfast restaurant. Wow. This is Kentucky, son. It sounds like and old it's man damn good <laughs> to be here. <laughs> Pat Steakhouse. I always, uh, I always talk about him. Pat Francis is uh, somebody that went to Trinity High School as well. God bless him. And uh, Pat does all his own dry-aged beef right there on site. You want a steak, you want to sit next to Bob Baffert, you're going to probably run into him at Pat's Steakhouse. We got phenomenal cuisine in Kentucky, and the true Kentucky spots are overlooked so much. The people that come here are always down on 4th Street. <laughs> They're always down on 4th Street Live. Well, that's good, and they have great stuff down there, and there's nothing. I love a lot of the places in Nulu. I love, I love food. I don't miss a meal. You and me, but but I have an officiate. I still love old Louisville because I was born and raised here, and I love the old school restaurants that have survived the thirty years. That aren't La Relais French restaurant, Bowman Field. Ha! Had my twenty-fifth birthday at La Relais with Laris Samuels and Jay Albrecht. Jay was married to Trudy Brown. Laris Samuels was Bill Samuels' stepmother. That was my twenty-fifth birthday. 
went back to Larissa's house, and they took me on a tour. She said, come on back to the house, boys, and have a pour. She woke the butler up. <laughs> I got a chance to spend my night on my 25th birthday drinking whiskey, walking through, seeing the house that Bill Samuels grew up in and his bedroom. I drank whiskey at 25 in Bill Samuels' bedroom. I bet there's not many people in Kentucky that can tell you that. All right. Larissa was cool. So cool. I loved his stepmom. Hmm. We're just going to turn the podcast off and drink the rest of this bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't hurt, would it? Not oh, my bit. gosh. Why turn it off? I'm going to have to refire this cigar because I'm not paying enough attention to yeah, it. Yeah, you've been, you you've been slacking me? there. I have been slacking. What the heck? <laughs> Damn good cigar, though. Thank you, whoever gave it to me. So when you get done, <laughs> talk about your rap. You started to talk about rapid fire during tastings. Oh, yeah, the rapid fire. You know, it's an interesting thing that I learned in uh, the white teas. I was trying to taste through a bunch of different white teas. They have no nuance characteristic. They have no characteristic. They flavor white tea and mango so that it has a flavor. You try to pick the best white tea in the world, what do you got to do? You got to take the bowls of tea and you got to nose them back to back and then you got to taste them back to back so that your brain connects what the nuance characteristic differential could be. You interrupt your brain and you're going to interrupt whether or not you can actually pick out a nuance characteristic. So don't interrupt your brain. Taste them back to back without spitting, without all that stuff. Just taste them back to back and taste the flavor characteristic. Nose the flavor characteristics first, back to back and back to back, maybe two or three times to pick out the best nose on the two that you're looking at. And then taste them back to back to pick out the best characteristics of flavor back to back. Typically, the one that noses better is going to be the one that you pick better in flavor characteristic. And that's how I eliminate a lot of the barrels when they're so close together in right. of the same time period, in the same rickhouse, of the same age. It's just uh, it's hard to, to break a characteristic out of something that's of an identical mash bill, of an identical distillery, of an identical environment. Of an, it's just uh, the only way to do it is truly to rapid fire it back to back and really taste the nuance, very nuanced characteristic differential. The one thing the customer doesn't get to taste, the other barrel. So if you're struggling with a nuanced characteristic differential, don't worry about it. Either barrel be fine. Right. 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 Yeah, that was the thing when we did when we did our tasting. We got down to the last two, and he had talked about the rapid fire, and I was I was struggling. I had yeah. between two, and I thought, oh, let's just do this. And I did the nose of both, and did the taste of both, and I and I loved both of them. I either one could have won. But when I did them back to back, the one, yeah. the one tasted bad. I mean, I don't know to say, it, but it, it just it had a characteristic he didn't like. Right. But Somebody the, else might have liked it. Right. right. But you right. didn't like it. But right. the one that I liked stood out right over top of the other one, and it was really amazing, I guess, to see that and to taste that. And we did other tastings that week, and we were here, and no one else did that, and it was it, we were. We were yeah. doing it ourselves at other places to right. just try to see it. Yeah, and I had the same experience, Dwayne. It, it was just when you did the two back-to-back, -back, boy, one of them just jumped out as saying, man, that that is just the one. So right for our there. listeners at home, if you're doing any tastings yourself, try that sometime. Get two different, two of them that you like. Pick two of the the best bourbons you like, put them side by side, and do a back to back taste of them. And the no one you like the best, if right. you can't decide, the one you like It'll the best jump. will yep. jump out. And it, it yep. is, you, it, there's no explanation other than that your brain knows what it likes. And, and it, you know, there's a, 
a lot of flavor characteristics that people, their brains just don't comprehend what they are. Right. You know, a, a lot of people say, we'll do a nosing, and they're like, smells like whiskey. They'll taste it, smells like whiskey, tastes like whiskey. They don't pick up the vanillas or the caramels. I mean, there's a lot of flavor there in both the nosing and the tasting that some people, they just don't take the time. It's there. They just don't. Their palate doesn't pick it up. Well, they don't. And you started to say it. They don't take the time time to figure it out. And I'm the same way. How do you figure it out? Huh? How do you figure it out? What's that? The, The differences or? The flavor characteristics of a bourbon. How do you figure it out? I don't know. You look at it. At the same time that you're tasting it, you look at it. You have yourself a flavor wheel in front of you that tells you all the different differentials of bourbon, including weeded's to rye bourbons, all the way around the line. And while you're looking at it, then what happens to you is you are doing a podcast. How you all doing? <laughs> How you doing over there? <laughs> hey, great, great. More than biscuits and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> now you got some explaining to do. <laughs> you know who she is? That's the granddaughter of John Conti himself. God bless me. <laughs> My best neighbor in the world would be John Conti's granddaughter. <laughs> so, where were we? <laughs> Olivia's what here. else could happen in the back? In, in the yeah, <laughs> it's all happened here. We just don't talk about all of it. <laughs> what happens in the tasting room stays. In the yeah, that's right. It's all good. Like Vegas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you you nose through it. You look at the color wheel. You're looking at all the characteristics it could be. And what does your mind do? It connects to a characteristic that you didn't think of. Wow, that tastes like chocolate. I wouldn't have thought of chocolate unless I was looking at it while I was tasting it. So what do I suggest to every individual that does a barrel pick? Print off some color wheels of bourbon and the flavor characteristics. Take it with you. Sit it in front of you. And then your verbiage of how you describe that particular bourbon will be extraordinarily better than it was. And don't go more than three to five things because if you do, I'm going to call you out. (laughs) Because <laughs> you're bullshitting past three to five things. If you could say vanilla, if you could say caramel, if you could say marzipan, I'm going to say marzipan. Where the hell did you ever eat marzipan? <laughs> can't, can't shit a bullshitter, right? <laughs> just saying. It needs to be relatable. Just saying. Yep. Tastes like a donut. That I can relate to. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the future hold for Stephen Fonte? What what's coming up in the, you know, what's coming up for Yellowstone or for for Limestone Branch? I mean, what what what's next? What's next? Fun. Damn it! I'm in the bourbon business, son. It's fun. There's no other job in the world that I would rather be in than right here in the place that I am right now. God bless y'all. <laughs> Is it May you finally aspire to be like Stephen Fonte sometime <laughs> yeah, in your life. Absolutely. I mean, isn't this a great time in the world of bourbon? It's, gro- it's, it's extraordinary. It? Oh, my God. And it's growing. Yeah, yeah, it's really it has not hit the cap, son. Right. It's not even close yeah. to the cap. And to right. think 30, 40 years ago, bourbon was almost dead in yeah. this country. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's amazing. One for me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I think you had a big, big part in it. I was always a bourbon drinker. Yeah. Could have cared less about that other stuff. But, yeah, it, uh, it, the future uh, of the distillery is uh, bright. Uh, we've got lots of things uh, ahead of us. I think there's going to be about a six-year uh, bourbon from our distillery released here soon. I see that happening in the future. A six-year uh, bourbon distillate from Limestone, distilled by Stephen Beam from his great-grandfather's. And all that good stuff should be coming in the near future. And that uh, won't be in high quantity, but it'll be in, you know, available. Quality. Quality. Come, yeah, quality. 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 Come to the distillery yeah. and get things that you can't get anywhere else. Exactly. That's right. Uh, it's a, a beautiful light upon what the future of distillation is happening. Shipping is happening around the United States. Uh, you'll be able to order it from your couch and say, hey, I want a single barrel of that delivered to my house. Well, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Something that you didn't have to go out and chase. Um, I see that happening in the future. Uh, no, Mike doesn't like that. Yeah, Mike's not a fan Mike's of that. He's not, not a fan, fan of that. Well, Mike, I understand. Because <laughs> there's a place called Amazon. <laughs> I understand there's and a place not, called Amazon. You know, I like being able to go to the liquor store and taste through things. I like going down to Westport Whiskey and Wine, Chris Zabarowski's place here in Louisville, Kentucky. You want to see an operator doing it right? Go see Chris's place because, by God, he's doing it right. He's got an educational facility in the back. He teaches you about bourbon. He has all the master distillers in. They come in. They do a cocktail hour, and then they do a talk about the different bourbon distillates that he carries. You can taste anything that you want to taste in the front of his place in sample. Before you buy a single barrel, you can taste it up front. You spend like $2 to taste it, and if you buy it, he gives you the $2 back off the bottle. So that's nice. when you get an extraordinary operator that has passion for its clientele, there is no Amazon that will ever overtake that. No. Ever. There's you still will always have a clientele that comes in for that nicheness. For for the for the experience. It's yes. not just I mean anybody can buy it and have it delivered. Our distillery versus any other Absolutely. distillery. Right. We Absolutely. are and I have stated since the beginning. The most hospitable distillery in the United States, bar none. I'll put us up against anybody. It's an experience. I want people to come it in is. and feel like they're at home. It right. is. It's and an experience. God, that's what it we is. do. Right. That's right. right. You do. Everybody loves to come to Limestone Distillery because they're laid back. We're chilled out. Have a cocktail. Take it on the tour. And when you get finished with the tour, have a cigar on the porch. and Relax a little bit. You're in Kentucky, son. <laughs> Take it's it easy. Enjoy yourself. It's an yourself. experience. I mean, it, yes. you know, in, in the world today of the, the younger generation coming up is looking for experiences, that's what limestone is. It's the experience. It's not just – you don't just go there, buy a bottle of bourbon, and head home. You go no, there for no, the, we for get the experience. That. Of, well, you get that, too. We get but, that. But it, they've already been. You get right. out of it. They came back to buy that bottle. Right. right. That's us. They knew that they could come see us. Yeah. That's us. Well, we drove back the next day because we knew the yeah. bottle was coming out. So we made we made a long trip around where we were supposed to it go happens. to get that bottle that day because we had been there the day before. You know, so yeah. – but but you're you're bringing them back with that experience. So let me point one thing out. So my my biggest liquor store, we, we have a tasting bar, and every ta- every tasting is free. You don't have to pay anything. It's that's the state law, and I wouldn't charge anybody anyway. But you can try all the all the single barrels that we have and at pick the a bar. Bottle. So that's we try we try to educate people before they buy something. I don't want people buying a a fifty dollar bottle of bourbon 
if they're not going to like it. Freaking phenomenal. And that's the experience that they give. I mean, they give you that experience, yeah. come in and, and make sure you like what you're going to get. Yeah. Right. Good and that's stuff. what this whole thing's about, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Buying the right juice for the right person, and everybody's taste is different. So right. no matter what I've got on this table here, all of us sitting here today will pick probably something, something different. different. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, so, can, I can tell you right now. Let's, <coughs> sorry to interrupt, yeah. Jeff. You've, there are two, case, or two bottles of minor case rye whiskey have been sold today because <laughs> – I would have never right. bought that. Jeff probably would have never bought that. Right. But we just both tried that, and I know I'm going to go to one of Mike's stores and pick up yeah. a bottle for myself for home. There's one at the Speakeasy, but I'm going to take one home because I'm not a rye whiskey guy. But my God, that's good. Yeah, so, so for me, typically, typically, you know, uh, to Dwayne's point, is I'm a weeded bourbon guy, right? But you know, through this podcast, through tastings <laughs> with Mike and you. And higher rye bourbons, I found higher rye bourbons that are like, wow, that is really good. And then we sit down here today and drinking a rye whiskey. At 51% rye. Rye whiskey that is just phenomenal. And so it's finished in cream sherry cast from Myers Winery in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oldest operating winery in Ohio. Whose favorite cream sherry was Myers 44? I don't know. John F. John Kennedy's. Served it after every state dinner at the White House. Is that right? Yes. This is finished in Myers 44 cream sherry cask, giving it a fruit nose with a fruit finish. Unlike any other rye that I've ever experienced, makes the best damn Manhattans. Says- Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio, is your one-stop shop for all your ice melt needs. They got you covered. We got snowy weather. They got shovels. They've got ice melt. They've got it all there. Do you have a wood pellet stove by any chance? Somerset Wood Pellets. Some of the best wood pellets on the market. In fact, I'll say they are the best since I use them. Gilman Home Centers. That's all they have. Somerset Wood Pellets. Gilman Home Centers. You can check them out on the web at gilmanshomecenter.com for the nearest location to you. Are you tired of hearing the same old songs over and over on the radio? Every single hour, the same tune. What's well, time for something different? Check out Hometown Radio USA, the best independent music, hits from yesterday, hits from today, podcasts, and so much more. Hometown Radio USA, you can find it on the web at www.hometownradiousa.com or at the App Store or on Google Play. Hometown Radio USA, reimagining radio and coming to you in your hometown. Well, it just means we'll have to come Everything back. Everything in this yeah. tasting bar has its moments. <laughs> Did I mention? What the hell? It was working fine when I went inside. Look, it's got a full tank, too. Look, you see it? This one's having its moment, too. There's some freaking pixies in this. I'm telling you. There's gremlins. Oh, yeah, gremlins out here. Gremlins. You know what it is. Gremlins in a <laughs> little Havana tasting bar. Benjamin came with us. Benjamin came with us. <laughs> there's, there's one on the piano. Thank you. Let's see here. You're the best. Sure I get everything right. The bestest. Vasco's. Cordless. Oh. Sweet. All right. That was a good one, too. Yeah. Yep. It is what good it is. Stuff, Uh-oh. Ooh. Hot well, Reich. I'll work on getting him up to the, what? the neighbor girls. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in there. I can hear him. He, oh, he's got his headset on still. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. He hear. goes, oh, hot mic. 
I wish I could. Ignore the ice block covering up the fire over there. Yeah, okay. that, yeah. <laughs> put a fire that's out. a serious fire cover. We had to put a fire out. You will never see another fire cover quite that extensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole story. Hey, so you know what happens when you go use the restroom with the headset mic on? Yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> hot mic. <laughs> I heard you go, shit, hot mic. <laughs> Can't even believe us. <laughs> when you hear that on the podcast, it's like, it's all right. <laughs> now, yeah. I ain't scared. <laughs> Dick Cheney did it best. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, well, I gotta fill my bourbon up some more here. I'm gonna go back to that. I gotta oh, refire my cigar. What the hell? It's all good. There's matches there, but I might case. need to go that direction. I gave up on that one too. I think all I couldn't our get that one to work either. Out on us. I don't know if it's a cold. Well, I'm, I'm going to have fun you know, in this be, podcast. It might be that so cold. that the. I thought Jeremy just brought a, a new lighter out. Uh, he probably put it in his yeah, pocket and walked out the door with oh, it. There's matches there. Oh, yeah, goodness gracious. Bad, are they? Are they? A little Heck Cuban no. that taught me how to smoke says so you're supposed to have little pieces of cedar. Yeah. You ever seen that? Uh-huh. That's why some of them are wrapped in cedar. Charlie's. Which I never understood what that changes it, but he's well, you gotta light a piece of cedar and then light your cigar with the cedar. And I'm like, so you're not kidding? putting sulfur into your cigar. Is that what it uh, is? Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to sulfur your cigar. Oh. You want to take and light the cedar, and then you want to keep the cedar in front of the cigar, not on the cigar. Right. You want to toast your cigar, and then you want to fire it. Yeah. Gotcha. So you kind of like get the flame going in front of it, light it up, and then come back and refire it. There's a whole other Next trip, you're going to have to teach us how to light yeah. <laughs> So since we think we lost most of what that <laughs> last little place redo. was. God bless us. Yeah, that's right. We'll ask you a couple of the questions we already asked well, you. Know, roll I, that wonderful beam footage. I think, <laughs> exactly. I think, I think the thing about Stephen is you're used to repeating what you've said before, yeah, right? Think. Because you do it Just all kind of click. Over. You gotta go. <laughs> there it is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the only tour guide at Limestone Branch to story for how many years? There you go. Every half hour, on the half hour. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So you've done it once or twice? A couple times. Makes you good at giving presentations. This got past the burnt part once I got through it. Did it? Yeah. Uh, so, so there's nothing better. We're here with Cross the Line 1524. You can't beat it. No. With a little Havana tasting bar, Stephen Fonte, cigars. Dogs. Dogs, dogs. whiskey. <laughs> We're three-quarters of the way through rye whiskey. Minor Case is going to be a dead soldier. <laughs> Minor <laughs> Case is going to be dead before we walk out of here tonight. And I didn't know I knew I liked rye whiskey. Exactly. I, 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 I can tell you I did not like rye. Easy, guys. So we're a tight neighborhood here, so the dogs are <laughs> they're playing with the neighbors' the dogs, dogs. Talking, yeah. to the talking to each other through the fence. Welcome to the bumpuses. You know, <laughs> it's all good as long as the fence stays put. We're yeah. all good. I don't know that one board's a little little weak there that he's put his nose through. Yeah, I got a I got a feeling they do that regularly. Yeah, yeah. they talk regularly. They do that. They're all good. <laughs> so. Since we think we lost part of that last podcast, talk about things in Louisville, things, to, places to go. Because, like, like we said, driving in, 
there were so many. We saw so many distilleries, so many restaurants. Well, and you, it's just when amazing. you come into New, well, you're talking about New Louisville. You come into New Louisville, and then on our way here, it was almost we like we drove town. back in time. Yeah, we went through like a historic area, and and historic all kinds of shops district, and, and and it was just and phenomenal. it looks really cool. Yeah, we want to come back. Check it out. So Absolutely. the Frank Lloyd Wright Foundation built a building in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only like Frank Lloyd Wright inspired building, the Lacey Affair. What's on top of it? Ruth Chris Steakhouse. What do you get a chance to do when you go to Ruth Chris Steakhouse? Go up on the elevator on the outside of the building, all the way up to see one of the oldest airports in the United States, Bowman Field. When you get up to the top of it, you walk around and have cocktails because it has a 360-degree porch all the way all around it. Wow. I know. I like my independently owned restaurants in Louisville, Kentucky. But when I want to go for a view, when I want to go for something unique and an experience and be in a Frank Lloyd Wright building, foundation building, the Lacey Affair as it's called, there's only one place to find it in Kentucky, in Louisville. And it's a beautiful, beautiful experience. That's cool. You go downtown Louisville. You go to... Uh, the Silbach Hotel, and you go to one of the finest whiskey bars in America right there at the Silbach. You go downstairs, you're going to find the Ratskeller, some of the best Rookwood pottery in the world. The largest collection of Rookwood pottery in the world is in the Ratskeller. You ever been? No. 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 Why the hell not? It's an incredible <laughs> collection. my wife will buy it all. <laughs> she can't buy poor. it. It's on the walls. <laughs> you don't that's, have to worry. That's the best place to take her, Mike. She exactly. can't buy anything. I like that. Al Capone used to stay there. You know where he used to stay? He used to stay at the Silbach Hotel because he got a room with two doors. So he had an escape route out of Either his hotel way. room at the Silbach. They right. will show you Al Capone's room. But he also stayed in West Baden Springs, Yep. We know about that. Yeah. Yeah. We know about that one. And they have Rookwood Pottery. That entire fireplace is done out of Rookwood Pottery. Yep. It just uh, Actually, we're headed down that way in two weeks. We're um, going to meet Alan Bishop. From, I like that guy. Yeah. Did so I tell you how much? I like that guy a lot. Yeah, he's a good dude. In fact, he said, and I quote, the best bourbon Let's see. I've got to get it right. The best bourbon best bourbon salesman in the world. <laughs> that would be the Stephen correct statement. Best yeah. bourbon salesman. Bur best bourbon salesman you know what I consider myself? Salesman. 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 Above a bond, anything else that I've ever done. And you I, do a fine I, job. i got to be honest with you, Stephen. I consider you also a showman. Yep. Yes. You are just, you are just a treat to, to be with, and, to, and you, know, you have a talent. That not a large percentage of the population has, and it's Hospitality really Hospitality comes with salesperson, doesn't yeah, it? Not absolutely. But, but but well, no. But there's people that sell, but don't have the I can't say experience. It's an experience. I it's mean, the it, personality. It's the personality, yeah. but it's the experience. You know, it's an it's almost entertainment. It's a side. It's kind of like a sideshow with. And then there's a gift at the end when you buy a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> God bless you. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. Challenge coins are huge, and I give a challenge coin to each one of my guests that comes through our distillery that buys single barrels because when you buy a single barrel, not all liquor stores are in tune. Those that are in tune and are buying single barrel picks understand that you can't go into a liquor store and find a Pappy Van Winkle. You can't find the Weller 12-year. But what you can find is you can find a single barrel pick that's ever been as flavorful as either one of those. 
So when you buy a single-barrel pick and you run through 240 or so bottles, what you get out of a a barrel of bourbon, then you're doing justice to the bourbon industry. And I appreciate that justice you're giving us. So I give you a coin to thank you for being an extraordinary operator in the field of expertise that you're in. So Mike, I mean, we're 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 blessed. Yeah, one of yeah. Our, our sponsors, Mike's with us today. That they, they do barrel picks, and that's what we got to go um, to Limestone Branch to do the to do barrel pick. And they regularly have barrel picks there. So that's our way to for us, make things. So how many of the? the I'm over the, twenty. I've actually lost count. So how many bottles of Yellowstone you got left? Ooh, uh, I have about ten cases left. There you go. Out of that barrel pick. It's good stuff. It is. That's a very, I mean, a little, little uh, prejudice. We help pick it, so it is very good because we <laughs> right. help pick it. But yeah, it is it, a very it, good, it's a good, very bourbon. good bourbon. It so tends Stevie, to endear you to the spirit, doesn't it? It does. It does. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So, Steve, we, you talk about your challenge coins, and we came through your office, and you've got displayed all of your challenge coins uh, that you have received over time. So, you know. You know, there's some prestige that goes along with that, and and I mean, you show a lot of pride in that. We've talked about it before. A lot of pride. Every in time I received a challenge coin, I've always felt like it was a personal gift from an individual to myself for doing something extraordinary in my field of expertise. How do you not feel attached to something like that? I've had the FBI, I've had the NSA, I've had the CIA, I've had all of these different entities, uh, firemen, police officers. You name it, have given me their challenge. Oil rigs, the oil company that gave me their challenge coin. The very first challenge coin I ever received, CSX Railroad train master, Fred Frankenberger, gave me my very first challenge coin. Had no idea what he had just done. But I appreciate it now to this day, and I'm still looking for it. I know it's in the house somewhere. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> it's, that's, a, that's a bachelor pad. It's somewhere in It's there. somewhere in there. I've never thrown anything away in my life. You can tell in my house. <laughs> we can attest to it. And we walk through there. Yeah, it's a our museum. Wives, our wives wouldn't like this, but, man, we're all at home right here. <laughs> that's right. We can hang out for a week. If yeah. we all get kicked out, we're coming down here. Sorry. I don't know. That's all right. We know where you live. Though. The entire house is a man cave. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. You know, it's a whole house of man cave right there. It's awesome. Oh, goodness. Man, I just sit here, drink, do a yep. podcast. Life's good. Life's good. Cigars, can't bourbon. Complain. Yeah, what else can you ask for? <laughs> yeah, I do. bet you can't outdrink me because I got a triumph. I got a triumph. I've never tried anybody. Anybody that asked me that, I go, yeah, you won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I, I we, get, the older we get, the smarter we do. Hydration. Yeah, yeah. Well. Do you know what Jeremy's job is when we're out drinking? Hand me a bottle Hand of water bottle. every hour. Yeah, yeah. just there you take, go. here's yep, fifty bucks. Hand me a bottle of water every hour. <laughs> Don't let me go without an hour of drinking. Yeah, hydration is the key to success. Yeah. If you just uh, hydrate, you will never have a hangover. Yeah, that's what that's, that's true. what uh, that's what it was all about. Curing the hangover for me was drinks lots of water. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. So, what else do we want to talk about while we're here? Well, we haven't talked about cigars. Yeah, how did you get started on cigars? J. Paul Tucker. J. Paul's House of Cigars, way ahead of its time in Louisville, Kentucky, right there on Baxter Avenue. The Rock, the Italian restaurant, was J. Paul's House of Cigars originally. I do believe that's the case. If my 
correctness is right. Anyhow, uh, J. Paul built the House of Macanudo right here in Louisville, Kentucky, just like in Manhattan. Incredible. Chandeliers. Crystal. Chandeliers. Throughout the entire place. A humidor. Walk-in humidor on the first floor in front of, now what was it? Well, it was an espresso bar that my brother Leo and that I serviced. My brother Leo set it up with John Connie Coffee Company, set up on a world-class espresso bar in this club. And upstairs, what did you have? You had private lockers. You had a $40,000 smoke evacuation system over the poker table. Members included Sylvester Stallone. That's right. One of his knives on the wall given to Paul Tucker. Paul Tucker is the real deal in the cigar industry. He knows everybody from the Fuente family. I met the Fuentes at his place, and he taught me about cigars. He taught me everything I know about cigars. He carries Rocky Patel. He carries all those different fine cigars in his place at the Oxmoor Smoke Shop. He no longer has Club Macanudo. It was above its time. It was before its time. And so now it's The Rock, a great Italian restaurant here in Louisville. And, uh, yeah, but I, I hold J. Paul Tucker near and dear to my soul. All the cigars that you buy at Limestone Branch Distillery are chosen by J. Paul and our staff as being significant, as being fantastic. And when you come get a cigar at the distillery, you're going to get one of the finest smokes you've had because all those folks were involved in it. Jay Paul comes and supports the distillery often. So When the proper cigar can enhance the bourbon, too. Oh, it does. You know, you pick the right cigar with the right bourbon, and, and they go together. It, you know, it's almost like wine with a certain meal. You get a spicy bourbon, you go with a mild cigar. You get a mild bourbon, you go with a spicy cigar. It's that simple. If you do that, you're going to enhance your experience with your cigar smoking and your bourbon experience. If you dip your cigar down into that bourbon, the base of the cigar, you will cool your smoke and you will pick up the flavor characteristics of the bourbon along with your cigar. All right, there we go. There's a new one for us. That's a new, new, <laughs> yeah. a new Straight try. pour, drop the base of the, bur of the cigar into the bourbon and cool your smoke. Nice. I, I, my goal in life is learn something new every day. I'm done. <laughs> you know what you call it? Good. A good day. It's a good day. It's a good day. Exactly. It's a good day to pour me some more, more Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I think it's a great decision. Derek did it. Well, I got to tell you, I'm still sticking with uh, the minor case minor dry whiskey. And, it, and uh, if you'd have told me coming down here today that I'd be sitting here drinking rye whiskey. Rye whiskey. I'd have said you were crazy. Jeff that and I is, both. That is some seriously good, good uh, liquor. And Mike right would have said, I told you I so. I told you so. And Mike, and Mike would have said, I got that in stock. Got it in stock. <laughs> yep. So when you Just get home, Mike, there's going to be two less bottles that, in, in your right. store. That's so. right. Both stores have it. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, so what's your plans the rest of the day, Mr. Fonte? This is it. I've been working nine days straight, son. I got an opportunity to sit in my house, drink some whiskey. It's a fantastic day. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We sure appreciate sharing yep. some of that with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yes, we, we do, sir. We've had a great time here. Awesome to be invited to the Little yep. Havana Tasting Bar. 
Oh, we got some goodies for you. Yeah, we got that's, some goodies for you. That's true. God bless me. I hear one word. Oh, yeah. Don't fall over. So this, uh, this deck lists a little every once in a while. <laughs> I've noticed that. Hanging on a houseboat. It's like yeah. on a houseboat. So to start with, you know, uh, you, got a, you got a bottle of uh, Hoosier Farms honey. Yeah, there's some honey. So, uh, so he took care of that. He's wow. already got that He's in got the bourbon. There's a couple sweatshirts <laughs> nice. in there from our Cross Line podcast. Got a sweatshirt and a T-shirt. Really? Got a Hoosier Power Sports T-shirt, which is one of our shops. Then Alan here with uh, Stanger Sugar Shack Jerky. So I make oh. beef jerky. He makes Yum. beef jerky. So there was only one flavor that I could think of to bring to you. Bourbon flavored. Speakeasy bourbon. God bless you, son. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so there's plenty of it in here. Yep. So again, that's our thank you for yep. for having us having down us. here and uh, welcome anytime, and, boys. Well, a little we event really tasting barn lounge does not have ours. It's open all the time. <laughs> well, if, if, you don't mind, yeah, if, you, if you don't really don't mind, we'll uh, take advantage of that in the future. I see. A, I see another podcast with your friend with the cigars. If he wouldn't mind, Jay Paul. Yeah, yeah Jay are you Paul. kidding me? He hadn't been here yet. Oh, Schlacker. I, I know him well. I could invite him. He well, would think, do that. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll work set out a setup that out. next time we're down here. We'll do a little uh, – maybe it'll be a little warmer. The ladies can hang out with us and yeah. Table 12 can hang out and we'll – you know, we'll do a little cigar. We could get somebody to throw some burgers on that grill over there. Oh, right. Hey, we'll suck. even provide the meat. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll bring saying. everything. We'll bring everything. The ladies could take care of that, and we'll do a little cigar education. Yep. We'd already talked about you know wanting to come down and do yeah. a little longer yep. weekend down here in Louisville, maybe when the weather's a little warmer. Yes. And uh, and seeing some of the sites that you've you know you, we've talked about here and you, you've mentioned, and uh, that would be great if we could work that out uh, just that way. Be awesome sauce. So we'll be in touch to set that up for sure. I know. I know down the road that sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. I'm always, always wanting to learn something new every day. I'm sure we can learn a lot that day. So there's a place on Baxter Avenue that just opened up. Y'all familiar with it? I don't know. Nope. No, you're Probably gonna tell not. us though. Probably might if I remember it. <laughs> Give me half a second. <laughs> remember, my memory is 55 years old almost. Coming up in March. Is that all? You're a baby then. You're a baby. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely, but I can't give these the youthful I can say that. The youthful uh, experience yes. in this group right now. Yeah. It's a yeah, vintage bar. Yeah. I know this class. <laughs> vintage <clears throat> bars on Baxter Avenue. Hmm. What's it called? Getting there. Yep. He's getting there. Oh. I'm researching my memory <laughs> right, now. right in front of you there, Now, Dwayne. just don't get any of those mixed up with this one. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, there's no excuse for having an empty glass right at the moment. Nope. I just don't know where I want to go. I want to try the, the new one, though. Neat. Why can't I remember neat? That's Bourbon's neat because I drank it on a block. <laughs> That's why I can't remember neat. You don't drink it neat? So, neat. No, I drank it on a block. A crystal clear block of ice. I think it's the best way to drink bourbon. A little chilled. Uh, Neat is on Baxter Avenue, and they have all vintage pours. You want to experience an old Stitzelweller? You can find it there. You want to experience some of the oldest whiskeys around? You you can experience it there. But you can also stay behind it because they have Airbnbs that go deep into the property, and you can have as many people as you want. If you've got 10 guests, you can stay in Neat, and you can stay there. In oh hell! Extraordinary, <laughs> we're, we're with in, over the top, yeah. over the top. We need to get that information from you. That sounds yeah. like a, that Neat. sounds like our plan. Neat we can remember, although you forgot it, so maybe yeah. we won't. I, mean, <laughs> I forget I'll everything. Be, I'll, I'll be texting you. Hey, what was I that I have place? to look at my phone for everything. But uh, yes, Neat was uh, uh, an extraordinary experience. We went over the other night. They've just opened. Uh, Bernie Lubbers, myself, 
uh, Steve Beam uh, had some vintage pours over there, and uh, they poured us uh, some old 1941 uh, Yellowstone bourbon, mm-hmm. and uh, we had an opportunity to taste that and to uh, to introduce them to a 150th anniversary Yellowstone bourbon. And they got a chance to taste that while we were there. And, uh, and then they showed us all of the Airbnb for all of the barrel pick people that come to Kentucky. They've got uh, residents for as many as you want to go. If it's 10 or 30, they can expand because they have multiple places on that property that they can open up. You want just one spot of it that overlooks Baxter Avenue on top of a rooftop garden, you've got one room. You want more than one room, you want to expand it into the next, then they can just open it up into the next, into the next, so that you perfect. can all stay That's together awesome. and stay in a beautiful place Book right it, here. Sounds like <laughs> a book it, Dano. Book it, Dano. First area. What I can say for our listeners, and a lot of them you know, close to southeast Indiana, Cincinnati area, of course we've got listeners all across the country, every state in the country and, and multiple countries. But you know, here in Louisville, Kentucky, I'll tell you what, heart of, heart of the country right here, and there's a lot of things here that people don't realize you know, everybody hears about the Kentucky Derby, and uh, of course it's here. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about Louisville Slugger Museum, but man, there is just so many things here in Louisville. If you get a chance to get down here to Louisville and and roam around and see some of these places, that, especially that Stephen has highlighted with us yeah. on yeah, our podcast, is it, it's just a phenomenal city in the heart of the country. Well, I just think, I mean, on the trip here, I, there's the one street. I'm, I have no idea where we are. I was riding in the back. But just that one street, I mean, I could see mingling down that street, have a drink, have yeah. some food, shop, just walk around. You know, the weather's nice and just kind of just, and just enjoy the day. Uh, just relax. Exactly. No, pl- no plan. I mean, our favorite, my wife and I, our favorite vacations are no plans. Just go and just kind of whatever happens, happens. And, you know, sometimes those are the best trips in the world are the ones you don't plan. That's right. Exactly. Steven, is that your helicopter? I've heard it twice. Is that, are they trying to find you to take you to your next <laughs> engagement? or That'd be the University of Louisville's uh, chopper that's picking up people that have been shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, don't I know. thought maybe yeah. it was your private <laughs> helicopter coming to pick you up in your helipad here. Must have been just matter. outside the city. Either that or some kind of surveillance. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> They saw the smoke from the fire pit we put <laughs> yeah. in. I have had a fire truck stop by once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> well, they thought, just wanted to we thought we might have one today. Yeah. <laughs> they just wanted to taste it's the It's under an ice block. Yeah, we've got it covered now. Yeah, we're the only, the only place you ever put out a fire with an ice block. <laughs> I told you like it on ice. <laughs> exactly. Oh, good stuff. So we're actually going to dinner tonight. Steakhouse right across the river if you're interested in going uh-huh. with us. We got, like a yeah. we got a reservation for you. We got a reservation if you want to go. You're more Night's than scared. welcome. There we yep. go. We got it covered. That steakhouse right. has been around. Yeah. Well, I've, I've seen it in we put multiple Mary, locations and visited it in multiple locations. We put it used Mary to be China. down on the River Road. Did it really? We it came Mary, in after the chicken. Yeah. We put Alan's wife, Mary, in charge of the, the reservation yeah. for the food. So we just let her pick the best place, and she said, well, here's where we're going. There's a cast place. iron steakhouse used to be on River Road where the chicken was. They took over the chicken spot, and now it is a totally different restaurant on River Road. In Louisville, you find Ebb and Flow. These restaurant tours that are independently owned, they move in, they move out. What's good about it is they keep coming back. Right. Yeah. right. Now, why is that? 
do you think? I credit it to Sullivan University, the Culinary Arts School right here in Louisville, Kentucky, second in the nation Culinary Arts School. The people that go to that school that graduate with their degrees in culinary arts see Louisville as a foodie town, and they stay. And they yeah. open up their businesses here because they know that the city will support it. And That's we've awesome. got some extraordinary food. Why is the best seafood in Louisville, Kentucky? Middle of the United States. Why is the best seafood here? UPS International Hub is right at Louisville International Airport. And they have a fresh market right at the airport that all the chefs go out to and catch their fresh catch off of every coast in the United States right, right there at UPS daily. And so if you go to the River House, John Veronese Restaurant, Oh, my gosh. Are you going to have the freshest seafood? You go to Doc Crow's. Jeremy was just here. You go to Doc Crow's, you're going to have fresh oysters from any coast flown in that day. Well, our wives are there right now. <laughs> None of them yeah. will be having fresh oysters, I know. But Doty's game for them. Doty's not, I can tell Dodie's you. game for them. So we've, we've had some. We've been in Washington, D.C. We've had some there. And so she's game for trying it. Yeah, but, uh, you know. And I th again, I think it's just this crossroads of the country, yeah. right? Where when you talk about food, you know, as you said, seafood, Italian, German, there you go, American. What do you want to eat, boys? It's all because I can give you three great restaurants in the top of a hat. Yep. Well, and, the, and, and anything, any cuisine you want. The, the guest guest house over on Brownsboro Road finest German restaurant you want to eat at right here in Louisville. Well, guys, I just switched to the single single off-hours barrel. That's some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, you sold two bottles I got to tell you, though, your palate may be compromised. I'm going to say. Compromised? Yeah. I'm going to say. After drinking all the minor cakes. At this point, <laughs> it all it tastes good. <laughs> could, it could be. Could it be? Could it be? <laughs> could it be? <laughs> Oh, but I'm yeah, not you really talking about, very hard. Yeah, <laughs> you talk about the cross. I mean, it really. You talk about the different nationalities of restaurant German. I mean, so this. I mean, this part of the country and to where we're from too, where the immigrants came to was this part of the country. They all came here, so you've still got that heritage. We're sitting on Irish Hill, right, right here. Right. Oh. That's, That's where us, we're at. We're before, Irish Hill. Before we turned on the mics, you were telling us about shenanigans. What? You got Molly Malone's. You've got all of these restaurants right here that are all Irish restaurants that are over the top. Frankfurt Avenue. Fantastic Irish restaurant. Again, my memory. <laughs> here we go. You I got, got a Google. Couple I'll Google it. Bottles. Look, it's called CRS. Yes, Can't it remember is. Shit. That's that's the that's the scenario. <laughs> Could be called Bourbon Bourbon Afternoon too. <laughs> so any hobbies? You have time for hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do other than drink bourbon yeah. and So it. my hobby before this industry was my intercoastal trawler, the Sarah Marie, and I would take it all up the tributaries on the Ohio River. It was a flat bottom boat with a keel underneath it, designed by Ted Brewer, an internationally famous sailboat yacht designer, who built a boat for his specific needs in Florida. It was so that he didn't have to have a crew to go out to take his boat out. Because he had all these sailboats, but he always had to have a crew to go out, so he built a boat that he could man himself. World War II steering column, six-foot-four headroom, sleeping quarters for three, galley and a head on board. I bought one. 
a bought an Nimble Nomad, one of 417 holes in the United States, and I had like hole 42. And I had it on the Ohio River, and I traversed the Ohio River when I was in the coffee industry with guests and friends and family and just great experiences. Every time I went out, it was always a journey. It was always an experience. It was always we would go up and camp out on 12-mile island. We'd go up and camp out on 18-mile island. And in 15 minutes from downtown Louisville, I could be away from the entire city and be in nothing but crickets and Stars. countryside. Sounds crickets, wonderful. tree frogs, and fire you know, yeah. Beach it up on any beach. And, uh, yeah, that was a, a passion of mine. And then uh, I, I had to let it go. I had to fund myself in the distillery for a while. And in order to fund myself in the distillery, I had to let the boat go. And, and I never regretted it since because what I gained from it was an industry that I wanted to be in that I could never be in because I'm not a college graduate. And without a college degree, you could not get in at Brown Foreman. You could not get in at a lot of these distilleries. They would overlook you as being right. insignificant because you didn't have a college degree. What I had was experience. experience. Life. Right. Life experience yeah. from the bootstraps up. And Beam saw it, and he allowed me to, to go out and do what I could do. And, and I hope he's never regretted it since. And uh, here we are. I don't, and I'm I don't, in the greatest industry in the freaking he, world. I don't right. think he has. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, just our experience. Like I said, you're, you're uh, an enter like Jeff said, a showman, and, and it's entertainment. It, it's an experience just hanging Absolutely. out, and sitting in your little Havana cigar. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's and, an and experience he, in itself. Our our experience, I think, with our podcast, we've been fortunate that we've kind of, you know, branched off to bourbon country. We've talked to some great people, and. This industry is just full of great people. I mean, we've right. met some phenomenally great people in this industry. And, uh, you know, when we started this podcast, number one, it was it was kind of a fluke. Actually, we were sitting around a bar, around drinking, a bar. drinking at a bar. And telling, and imagine, imagine that. that. And, and telling stories on each other. And one, and actually, he's not here today said you know we ought to do a podcast so reuben who isn't wasn't able to make it today he he gets the credit for saying hey we ought to do a podcast and it just bloomed from there and th we have had experiences especially i think in when we talk about getting down to bourbon country and that kind of stuff that I don't think any of us could have imagined that we would no. have had. Right. And again, I and, I and I put that right here to today, Stephen, and and having this podcast and talking with you today is something we couldn't have, have imagined right. without having had that start in this podcast and then just kind of branching out and reaching out to people that we wouldn't have otherwise. So it's been a great experience. Yeah, let's get that. <laughs> you light that cigar any way you can. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now that isn't the proper way. We will get it done. Whatever. whatever my God, the little Havana tasting bar and lounge. We'll that's get it right. done. That isn't the proper way. But God for darn it, it gets it microphone done. Microphone to go up Burn in flames. flames. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little softer than it was before. <laughs> it? Damn it, son. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. all good. Here I am buying a mic tonight. No. Yeah, listeners, no. we, we just look at that little singe on there as a signature. <laughs> yeah. That's an experience. Fonte. We'll save that one That's for next time we're here. Yeah. Fonte's mic right there. That's Fonte's. That's Steve. He's already marked it. He's marked his spot. But, yeah. 
But yeah, everything you know, we bourbon, er, bourbon in general, yep. and whiskey in general, it brings people together. Yep, it you does. know, and it's yep. it's uh, it's what started the podcast, quite honestly. Yep, and it, and it's some of our greatest moments, like Jeff said. Uh, we've had a lot of great moments because we don't do just bourbon; we do other things. We talk to people that are on TV regularly and uh, all right. kind of stuff. Uh, but the bourbon, I, I will say, the bourbon country. I'll say bourbon country. Uh, that stuff has been, it's always from the heart. Uh, yep. When when we sat down with Wally Dant and his vision, uh, what, what when he wanted to bring Dant name back into whiskey. And what uh, he wanted to do for that community. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. He, and his vision. He's doing a fabulous Then job. talking to you, you know, and what you wanted to do and what Stephen Beam wanted to do. And it's just, it's, it's, it's not just doing it to make money. It's to give back. And it's to America. Share the vision. <laughs> share the, the knowledge. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. They, certainly. Bourbon is true America, right? I mean, there Absolutely. isn't only place. I mean, you there's can make a lot of things that are American, American but right. there's nothing more American than America's than, native spirit. Yeah, that's, that's right. exactly right. And and bourbon, bourbon crosses all lines, political, whatever. <clears throat> We've got one of our one of our favorite listeners, different different viewpoints in the world than us, but still listens every week and comments and. You know, even sent us a bottle of bourbon. And that's know, the way it's for Christmas. That's the way, and that's the way the world should be. Yeah, you you can disagree in on anything in the world, but sit down, have a drink, talk it over. Exactly. That's where it works itself out. Right. You at right. least find some common ground. Right. right. There's there always, might not be any common ground prior to that, but you put a bourbon and a cigar in your hand, you're not on a cell phone. That's I'll right. Gu- and I'll there guarantee you, you, before the end of the night, you'll both agree on something. Something. Yep. It may be just that the bourbon's good, right? Yeah, it whatever it is. But, but you can sit agree. down and have and we're a talk with America. each other, and yeah. and, and, that's right. and re and regroup. Um, and that's what the world needs more right now is more bourbon than cigars, and and just conversation with guys yep. that, you know, who hell six months ago we'd never been sitting here, we'd never met you that's if right. it wasn't for the bourbon tasting. So well, the pavilion was here. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, but we didn't know the address. Have your number yet. <laughs> we didn't know the address yet. You screwed up and told us the yeah. address. <laughs> See how we do it? Hey, so, you know we've got a cousin Eddie RV. Is that all right if we pull yeah, that up? Yeah, I got an extension cord out there. <laughs> yeah. Run across a, the street. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> but no, I Just, mean seriously. In, in in the world today, more people need to sit down with a glass of whatever you drink and it doesn't have to be alcohol a glass no, of whatever, whatever sit you drink down and, and, and sit down a sarsaparilla for god's sake exactly and right. sit down right. and enjoy each other's yeah. company and experiences i mean the experiences yeah. you've had compared to what we've had right. you know is it's two different worlds but but we all still have um same life experiences and same goals in life you can find yeah. some common ground yeah yes. right Yes, everybody's needed today. Everybody has the same material in their base. Yeah, yep. it's just a matter of finding where that material comes across. That's right. Exactly. So, Stephen, as we wind this down, yes, there's one question I want to ask. It's okay. Growing up in this city, yes. What is the proper pronunciation of this city? Louisville, 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 Kentucky. All right, you heard and, it. Uh, right. You heard there's it. There's a world. thousand different pronunciations, but Louisville is the way we pronounce it in Louisville, Kentucky. There you are, world. Right. Louisville. <laughs> That's Not the way Louis I pronounced Bill. it. I always pronounced it Louisville. I've always yep. said Louisville, Named too. Named after King Louis. Well, we never pronounced it that way. Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. That's right. Make it your own. All right. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you all. All right. So I think we'll wind this one down. We're going to drink more bourbon. We're going to drink more bourbon. <laughs> We're just going to turn the mics off after a while. <laughs> We're not quitting. Funny. Yet. So for Cross the Line 1524, I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. <laughs>
Jeff Monte. Mike Gardner. And our special guest. Stephen Fonte. And I tell you what, we've had a blast here at the little Havana Tasting Bar. Cigar. And lounge. And lounge. <laughs> and we're going to have some more fun. We'll see you all next time. We all know there's nothing like that taste of fresh honey. It's pure as can be. All natural. Check out Hoosier Creek Farm right outside of Brookville, Indiana. You can find them on Facebook at Hoosier Creek Farm. Learn a little bit about beekeeping, what it takes to get that fresh honey. Remember, how do you know it's pure honey if you don't know the beekeeper? Hoosier Creek Farm. Proud to be one of our sponsors at Cross the Line 1524. Well, all I can say is the producer of this podcast is going to need a raise after mixing that one down. Uh, You may have picked up the fact we thought we had lost part of the podcast. We had some electrical issues. Everything went out, came back on. We thought we lost part of it, but lo and behold, uh, we were able to retrieve it and mix down, and uh, we had a great time. Obviously, we were there all afternoon. We'd like to thank Stephen Fonte for that. But as the afternoon went on, our pronunciation of words seemed to get a little bit slurred. That's all I'm going to say. So for Jeff Montag, Reuben Hunt, Dwayne Bischoff, our special guest, Mike Gardner, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line, 1524. Just want to drink And that's all I got now Don't you think Pay no attention to bottles on the floor Okay, pretend well I'll have just one more Okay, pretend well I'll have just one more Yeah, give me one before you kick me out the door